Hello, my friends. Even though it's Saturday and not Thursday, we are still here and we are still ready to do this podcast. Um, thank you for your patience with me as I work to keep up with the schedule I have set for myself. <laughs> um, I was just listening to some worship music before I started this podcast today, and I was actually thinking about what do you do? When you're about to read the Bible, do you listen to worship music? Do you pray? Do you do a combination of the two? Do you just jump right into the reading and then pray and maybe listen to worship music afterwards? I'm very curious to know. So if you could drop me a comment on this podcast and let me know, I would love to hear it. And also, what worship song are you jamming out to lately that you just can't get enough of? Let me know. All right, here we go with the reading today. Jeremiah chapter 33 in the Good News Translation Another Promise of Hope While I was still in prison in the courtyard, the Lord's message came to me again. The Lord who made the earth, who formed it and set it in place, spoke to me. He whose name is the Lord said, Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you wonderful and marvelous things that you know nothing about. I, the Lord, the God of Israel, say that the houses of Jerusalem and the royal palace of Judah will be torn down as a result of the siege and the attack. Some will fight against the Babylonians, who will fill the houses with the corpses of those whom I am going to strike down in my anger and fury. I have turned away from this city because of the evil things that its people have done. But I will heal this city and its people and restore them to health. I will show them abundant peace and security. I will make Judah and Israel prosperous, and I will rebuild them as they were before. I will purify them from the sins that they have committed against me, and I will forgive their sins and their rebellion. Jerusalem will be a source of joy, honor, and pride to me, and every nation in the world will fear and tremble when they hear about the good things that I do for the people of Jerusalem and about the prosperity that I bring to the city. The Lord said, People are saying that this place is like a desert, that it has no people or animals living in it. And they are right. The towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem are empty. No people or animals live here, there. But in these places you will hear again the shouts of gladness and joy and the happy sounds of wedding feasts. You will hear people sing as they bring thank offerings to my temple. They will say, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, because he is good, and his love is eternal. I will make this land as prosperous as it was before. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord Almighty said, In this land that is like a desert, and where no people or animals live, there will once again be pastures where shepherds can take their sheep. In the towns in the hill country, in the foothills, and in southern Judah, in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem, and in the towns of Judah, shepherds will once again count their sheep. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord said, The time is coming when I will fulfill the promise that I made to the people of Israel and Judah. At that time I will choose as king a righteous descendant of David. That king will do what is right and just throughout the land. The people of Judah and of Jerusalem will be rescued and will live in safety. The city will be called the Lord our salvation. 
I, the Lord, promise that there will always be a descendant of David to be king of Israel, and that there will always be priests from the tribe of Levi to serve me and to offer burnt offerings, grain offerings, and sacrifices. The Lord said to me, I have made a covenant with the day and with the night, so that they always come at their proper times, and that covenant can never be broken. In the same way, I have made a covenant with my servant David that he would always have a descendant to be king, and I have made a covenant of, with the priests from the tribe of Levi that they would always serve me and that those covenants can never be broken. I will increase the number of descendants of my servant David and the number of priests from the tribe of Levi so that it will be as impossible to count them as it is to count the stars in the sky or the grains of sand on the seashore. The Lord said to me, Have you noticed how people are saying that I have rejected Israel and Judah, the two families that I chose? And so they look with contempt on my people and no longer consider them a nation. But I, the Lord, have a covenant with day and night, and I have made the laws that control earth and sky. And just as surely as I have done this, so I will maintain my covenant with Jacob's descendants and with my servant David. I will choose one of David's descendants to rule over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will be merciful to my people and make them prosperous again. Jeremiah chapter 34 A message for Zedekiah The Lord spoke to me when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylonia and his army, supported by troops from all the nations and races that were subject to, to him, were attacking Jerusalem and its nearby towns. The Lord, the God of Israel, told me to go and say to King Zedekiah of Judah, I, the Lord, will handle this, will hand this city over to the king of Babylonia, and he will burn it down. You will not escape. You will be captured and handed over to him. You will see him face to face and talk to him in person. Then you will go to Babylonia. Zedekiah, listen to what I say about you. You will not be killed in battle. You will die in peace, and as people burned incense when they buried your ancestors, who were the kings before you, in the same way they will burn incense for you. They will mourn over you and say, Our king is dead. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then I gave this message to King Zedekiah in Jerusalem, while the army of the king of Babylonia was attacking the city. The army was also attacking Lachish and Azekah, the only other fortified cities left in Judah. Deceitful Treatment of Slaves King Zedekiah and the people of Jerusalem had made an agreement to set free their Hebrew slaves, both male and female, so that no one would have an Israelite as a slave. All the people and their leaders agreed to free their slaves and never to enslave them again. They did, not set, they did set them free, but later they changed their minds, took them back, and forced them to become slaves again. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, told me to say to the people, I made a covenant with your ancestors when I rescued them from Egypt and set them free from slavery. I told them that every seven years they were to set free any Hebrew slave who had served them for six years. But your ancestors would not pay any attention to me or listen to what I said. Just a few days ago, you changed your minds and did what pleased me. All of you agreed to set all Israelites free, and you made a covenant in my presence, in the temple where I am worshipped. But then you changed your minds again and dishonored me. All of you took back the slaves whom you had set free as they desired, and you forced them into slavery again. So now I, the Lord, say that you have disobeyed me. You have not given all Israelites their freedom. Very well then, I will give you freedom, 
the freedom to die by war, disease, and starvation. I will make every nation in the world horrified at what I do to you. The officials of Judah and of Jerusalem, together with the palace officials, the priests, and the leaders, made a covenant with me by walking between the two halves of a bull that they had cut in two. But they broke the covenant and did not keep its terms. So I will do to these people what they did to the bull. I will hand them over to their enemies, who want to kill them, and their corpses will be eaten by birds and wild animals. I will also hand over King Zedekiah of Judah and his officials to those who want to kill them. I will hand them over to the Babylonian army, which has stopped its attack against you. I will give the order, and they will return to this city. They will attack it, capture it, and burn it down. I will make the towns of Judah like a desert where no one lives. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah chapter 35 Jeremiah and the Rechabites When Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was king of Judah, the Lord said to me, Go to the members of the Rechabite clan and talk to them. Then bring them into one of the rooms in the temple and offer them some wine. So I took the entire Rechabite clan, Jeazaniah, the son of another Jeremiah, who was Habazinah's son, and all his brothers and sons, and brought them to the temple. I took them into the room of the disciples of the prophet Hanan, son of Igdalia. This room was above the room of Maasiah, son of Shalom, an important official in the temple, and near the rooms of the other officials. Then I placed cups and bowls full of wine before the Rechabites, and I said to them, Have some wine. But they answered, We do not drink wine. Our ancestor Jonadab, son of Rechab, told us that neither we nor our descendants were ever to drink any wine. He also told us not to build houses or farm the land and not to plant vineyards or buy them. He commanded us always to live in tents so that we might remain in this land where we live like strangers. We have obeyed all the instructions that Jonadab gave us. We ourselves never drink wine, and neither do our wives, our sons, or our daughters. We do not build houses for homes. We live in tents, and we own no vineyards, fields, or grain. We have fully obeyed everything that our ancestor Jonadab commanded us. But when King Nebuchadnezzar invaded the country, we decided to come to Jerusalem to get away from the Babylonian and Syrian armies. That is why we are living in Jerusalem. Then the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, told me to go and say to the people of Judah and Jerusalem, I, the Lord, ask you why you refuse to listen to me and obey my instructions. Jonadab's descendants have obeyed his command not to drink wine, and to this very day none of them drink any. But I have kept on speaking to you, and you have not obeyed me. I have continued to send you all my servants, the prophets, and they have told you to give up your evil ways and to do what is right. They warned you not to worship and serve other gods so that you could go on living in the land that I gave you and your ancestors. But you would not listen to me or pay attention to me. Jonadab's descendants have obeyed the command that their ancestor gave them, but you people have not obeyed me. So now I, the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, will bring on you, people of Judah and of Jerusalem, all the destruction that I promised. I will do this because you would not listen when I spoke to you, and you would not answer when I called you. Then I told the Rechabite clan that the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, had said, You have obeyed the command that your ancestor Jonadab gave you. You have followed all his instructions, and you have done everything he commanded you. 
So I, the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, promise that Jonadab, son of Rechab, will always have a male descendant to serve me. Thank you all for being here and listening to the reading today. Uh, This is the Abiding in Him podcast, and I'm Christina. And I just wanted to kind of give a reaction to what happened in chapter 35 when the descendants of Rechab, the Rechabites, had obeyed Jonadab, their, uh, what is it called, the opposite of descendant, (laughs) their forefather, I guess you would say, and the things that he told them not to do, not to drink wine and to live in tents. And that just struck me as so contrary to the Western way of thinking. Um, we don't often say, you know, my mom and dad made this choice and so I'm going to make it too. Um, we just say, I am going to make my own choices. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to live my own life the way I want to and not really take into consideration the wisdom or experience of the people who have lived before me. And I know that oftentimes people are in situations where they don't want to repeat mistakes that their ancestors have made. However, there are a lot of times when there's some good, wise things that we can learn from our ancestors so that we don't repeat their mistakes or we don't make our own mistakes when we could they could be prevented by listening to things that our ancestors say. So that convicted me to pay more attention to godly people that I come in contact with at church or in my family and just listen to their stories and the things that they have experienced and see if there's anything that I can learn and implement into my life so that it might keep me from sinning or making dumb mistakes. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I just wanted to share that. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will see see you back here next time. Okay, peace.